jingle I'm adding in gonna hit you with that portal gonna hit you with, with that portal gonna hit you with that portal she said dad can you add that in because your portal jingle is not as good oh, okay <laughs> thank you Karen <laughs> <laughs> hello everyone hello you are now listening to Portals. Sorry, I'm a little raspy. <clears throat> I know. I, I need a little water. Jesus. Can we do that again? Um, my, um, well, Pastor Robin wasn't on the mic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she, well. did, she went. But you didn't really that, miss me, did you? No, we <laughs> yes, do. we did. It's part of it. It's part. Oh, okay. Of it. Remember, we joined our albums together, so oh, now we're oh, one now sound. We're one sound. <laughs> we're one sound. Ready? Okay. Portals. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Take a bow. It's a little strange without the camera. Is it? Cameras, plural. So you can move your feet, you yeah, can twist I, them around. I know. You can, can wear not my casuals, smile. my civvies. I can walk out you when the gym is job. too heavy. No, you can't put your jammers. Pastor Tony, it's good for you because you can yawn and not have to worry and about it. And you can sleep and, and talk. And can have a fried chicken without anybody this knowing. This is oh. true. Oh, I, think, I think they're telling secrets. Here. I know. You can't be giving away all no, our background it wasn't secrets. No, it wasn't any secret. You were eating <laughs> fried chicken on Listen. talk TV. Listen, I was hangry. Anywho, I am your host, Shania Anis, and of course, we have Torque Leadership with Master Nathan Cassis. Hello. Oh, wow. (laughs) Really, to you now, Pastor Tony Cassis. Greetings, everyone. And... Dr. Robin Cassis. I speak to the same old way. There. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. The same old thing. Same. Can't outdo them. Oh, right. Yes. Um, today. Wow. That's what we, that's where we're on. It's tonight. 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 <laughs> we are on tonight. Oh. And tonight, we had a wonderful service, I would like to say. Yeah, plenty of excitement. Plenty of excitement. The Holy Spirit was present. He's always with us. Don't get it twisted. But there was something that he wanted to do Mm. tonight. Yes. And that something is what we're going to talk about on portals. So good. It was special. It was special. It's funny because it didn't come to the end of the service. Sometimes that movement or that, that breakthrough of when... I mean, from the worship leader perspective, like our job as a worship team is to maximize the anointing and build up for that moment. And sometimes Dr. Robert will get on stage and, you know, drop the bomb of revelation mm-hmm. that enters us into that, like, you know, momentum. Yeah. But I feel like the Holy Spirit wanted to really, really, funny enough, take us to the edge, you know, and uh, with the preaching, which was incredible, that word about, you know, um, Samson, 
And then uh, just at the end, when we began to sing that song, um, Christ Be Magnified. Oh. And, uh, Do you want me to sing that for you now? Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Will. I won't bow to idols. Um, oh, wow. So, um, <laughs> um, no, yeah, we just felt the Holy Spirit come into the room and there was just the maximizing of the anointing and I, I believe just a shift in dimension, you know, was very, very powerful. I think that um, we've had a lot of portals lately. Uh, there have been really, really some adjustment portals. I'm you know? Yes. Uh, and revelational, you know, that it was very strong revealing of different things. Mm-hmm. But they seem to be adjustment, bringing adjustment into thinking, into mindsets and such. And I think that as the Lord spoke tonight, he was uh, speaking about um, more of a, other side of it, an yeah. adjustment into more uh, of a positive stand. And I don't use the word positive very often mm-hmm. because it's just so much used wrongly. Yeah. You know? Positive and, confession. And so I, yeah. Yep. Positive pants. Well. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, we could go there. Oh, <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> and so um, I just felt the Lord wanted, and he did, he wanted to bring hope, mm-hmm. hope. Now, we've heard the problems. We've heard what we need to do. Mm. We've heard the problems outside in the world and what we're supposed to do according to them. Mm. And so, you know, it was such a refreshing tonight it was. for the Lord to, uh, to reveal that for such a time as this, he put, people on this earth people don't realize how privileged they are to be on this earth at this time Mm. they don't realize that they don't see it because they don't see it they don't get what god is doing Mm. even the church is not getting it Mm. It's uh, let's get th- get through this so we can get on to the next thing. Yeah, mm. let's let's it, hurry up and get twenty twenty over so we can move into twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, and mm. it, it's too much like that. And it's like uh, there's still you know we're still going through this tunnel, but there is light, but it's a little bit further on, mm. and it's like no, 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 we can't have that. This is not what it's about. Uh, Esther didn't. She she had an ordained time to come forward and to receive uh, the favor yeah. of of her husband, the Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. She she had that timing, and once that timing was shown to her, it needed to be moved on straight away and yeah. not sort of linger to a little bit more convenient time mm. or uh, when they felt. Better. Because I am sure, I know for a fact, Pastor, hello there, are you there? I'm here. (laughs) I'm sure that when she went before the the Pharaoh, but even her husband, when she went before, she wasn't all that confident. She was confident. Especially with the way he treated his former... Yes, believe (laughs) (laughs) it. But do you understand what I'm saying? She took a risk. Yeah, she sure did take a risk. Mm. And Mm. therefore, when she took the risk, I mean, the the reward was even greater when she'd reached 
totally on a faith level with God, mm. trusting God to be in what mm. was happening, and then for Him to give her such favor. Yeah. And wow. then from then to grant her her yeah. desire, not just give a favor, but to grant her desire in, in that as well. Mm. And so, you know, um, it was good to be able to give that and say clearly, the end of the year is not the answer. Mm. Wow. The end of the year is not the answer. God wants us to look up now. Not to wait mm. till the end of the year to look up. Jesus. So the greater the risk, the greater the reward. Very, very, definitely, very true. Definitely. And that was a great reward. Mm. And it's funny because we talked about Esther in the previous yep. portal that we have on Spotify, but it was a portal live, which was actually titled For Such a Time as This, Kill It Before It Kills You. Yeah. And we talked about the power of Esther's story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Lord moved us into a different story tonight about Samson and, uh, you know, the power of grace and the power of a second chance and the power of consecration. So, I mean, I know when we come back after the break, Pastor Tony's going to do what he does best and walk us in the word. Absolutely. Let's see, I, I like I like putting like little, like, you know, taglines on things. That's what he does. He walks us into the, the word. word. Not through, through the, word, the word, into the word. He literally takes us into it. It's like he's got head first. He yeah. can. Um, <laughs> there's a great deep well. Yeah. Yes. And he can take you through into that deep well of God's word, and show you the prophetic oh, you, meaning of it. Thank you, sweetie. Well, if you want me to <laughs> listen to your thank you, let me finish. <laughs> no, I do. Yes. I truly believe that you can do what? that yeah. very strongly. I agree. Thanks. I agree. I was sharing um, with someone about the word that you gave. Um, and, you know, just connecting those dots the way yeah. the Lord just reveals to you about scripture. It's just like, wow. Uh, especially last portal. <laughs> When you were connecting that dot, I'm sure a lot of people did not know that. Yes, the Remind loose ends. Me what dot was it? Loose ends become the new ends. Yes. Oh. That was yes. actually. Mm, it was yours. But praise God. And Mordecai's. Mordecai, you brought out about. have a Mordecai in Mordecai's your life. history and how he oh. was from the descendants. Same, same kind of tribe as. You know, uh, King Saul oh, yeah. and how I, I remember yeah, now. it was a yeah, but direct. The, the other word was that you said uh, we've got to have a Mordecai in our life. Yeah. Because you can't do it without the Mordecai in your life. And then you said something powerful at the end of the portal. You snuck it in there. You said um, something about one moment in history uh, can be changed. Um, mm -hmm. I've got to remember that yeah. quote, but it was powerful. We'll get it for you guys after really our break because that one was a really good one too. Yeah. There were many gems coming out of that because, mm -hmm. and we can definitely rehearse so those. similar to her call, mm -hmm. there was Samson's call. Yes. And so tonight, Samson's hair is growing again. Amen Hallelujah. to that. So when yes. we come back from break... I was going to say, Samson's hair is growing again, but mine ain't. Wow. <laughs> Pastor, it's okay. You still have grace. Remember? Anywho, we're going on a quick break, and we'll be right back.
Oh, you're the expert. Come on, you sing the song. Hey. Yeah, let's hey. Get no extensions. Hey. Because grace is the extension. Hey. Yep. What's the name of your show? Oh, shirt? natural. What's the name of her salon? She loves your hair. Oh, Samson loves his Jesus hair. Love his hair. Mm, Jesus had long hair too. Jesus love your hair. Delilah liked his hair too. Oh, Jesus. Ooh, that's too merch. <laughs> That's when you get extensions. You see, when that happened, you're starting oh, to put extensions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if we're going to muck around about this, yeah. Samson should have got some extensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should have just laid them tracks down. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> Samson need no extensions. Oh, no. Oh no. Maybe he, some cornrows. You know, just, just to manage it. Something. <laughs> he should have tied it in there. So, yeah. no, it would have been locked in. He should have got, probably had. She got some locks so no, no, stuck no, together. No, 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 now you're going off. Okay. But God needed his hair to go to make it grow. Oh, oh that's geez. the point. Get it, bring us into these words. Oh, she wants her gem of the night. If Samson ever had a hair salon, he'd call it Little Ray of Sunshine. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> that's what his name means. Oh. Sunshine. Shum, shum. This is a very oh. good revelation. See? Straight into that? it. Straight into it. Um, Samson actually means sunshine. So some translators um, uh, translate it into son of the sun. S O N of the S U N. Wow. So he's a sauce. That's Pass the sauce. S O S. Come on with these And by the way, facts. ketchup is called sauce in Malaysia. S O S. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into this. Pastor, you have to have Because these are all private jokes. Trivia, come on. And the people that are listening are not going to get it. Our Malaysian friends will understand what is sauce. Okay, Malaysia. Son of the sun. We're reaching different demographics. All right. On a more serious note. Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) Back to the Pastor uh, and I felt we needed to talk about Samson and the grace of God on his life. Yep. Because this came up in part the last portal and the last teaching. And in fact, uh, my family's been watching a, a stage production on Samson, which is pretty good. We won't plug it just yet because we don't know what sort of legal rights um, the company has. But um, it brought to our attention the grace on Samson's life. Now, everybody um, knows the story. Um, Samson was a result of a long extended wait from his mother and father to have a child. So, you know, the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and said she was going to have a son and, you know, gave gave the mother the, you know, the, like the conditions of this, this Nazarite son. Samson was going to be a Nazarite from his birth till, till his death. So basically a Nazarite was someone <laughs> that jingle really yeah. fell, <laughs> fell in in the right place there, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> New sound for there you go. go. A Nazarite was basically a man or a woman who wanted to dedicate a certain portion of their life to fulfilling a vow of consecrating themselves. So yeah, when you shared that, that was really so. Yeah, what would happen irony. was like if a man wanted to take on a Nazarite vow for say twelve months, let's say twelve months, just round figures, he wasn't allowed to eat anything from the grapevine. Mm. Right, he wasn't allowed to 
be in a house where someone had died. He wasn't allowed to touch anything that was dead because that was considered a contamination, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were not allowed to cut the locks of their hair for the entire period of the vow. Mm. Mm. Now, when the Lord told Manoah that his son was going to be a Nazarite from birth, you could imagine how long Samson's hair was at 30 years of age, never wow. been cut. Right. So he was like Bob Marley's twin with a bit extra. That's a tail. It's not right? hair, that's a tail. So um, he had really long locks, mm. five locks actually. And um, how, that, how long? It probably would have been almost down to his ankles. Seriously, it was really oh, long. Oh, wow. Gee, that would have been heavy to carry around. Because he hadn't had a haircut since birth. It could be about 360 inches. Yep. Wow. Roughly, no. You're the hairdresser, you would know. You know, that, that's heavy, Ben. That's heavy. Right, I'm trying to... And the scripture I'd is have specific. a real headache. The, yes. the scripture is specific to say it was separated into five locks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Grace. Mm-hmm. Number of grace. Uh, wow, guys. So that's it. That's it. Five locks. The number Revelation, of grace. Revelation. Five locks for grace. I'll, I'll make sure on that one because I know it mentions locks, but I'm pretty sure there was five. Mm. Um, and... The whole idea was all of those points of the covenant of the Nazarite were valid. If you broke one of those conditions, the vow was cancelled. So the point we wanted to make tonight at church was Samson broke almost all the vows, but God's grace grace was still on him. God did not leave Samson because he had – what did he do? Well – he chose a foreign nation's uh, wife for a wife. He, ch- he chose a foreigner for a wife. He wasn't allowed to do that. He was walking through vineyards uh, attempting maybe to eat some grapes. He wasn't allowed to do that. He um, he killed the lion. The, the lion died. Mm. Mm. He wasn't allowed to do that because now he's touched a dead body. And then when he comes back to the same vineyard, the lion's carcass has honey in it. So now mm. he's eating... Mm. Eating honey out of a dead carcass. He wasn't allowed to do that. Um, he slept with a prostitute. He wasn't allowed Definitely to do that. Definitely not allowed to do that. Um, he, he um, what was the other thing? He, he tried to outsmart the Philistines, you know, with the riddle. Yeah. Out of the eater, something to eat, and out of the strong, something, something sweet. sweet. So he, he did what... Uh, Pastor Wendell, one of our pastors, taught about a few weeks ago. He was playing around with the anointing. He was playing mm. games with the enemy, Challenge. taunting the enemy. And so I, I said tonight, a lot of believers do this. They they take the grace of mm. God, wow. right, mm. um, too loosely, mm-hmm. and they estimate the enemy's ability to deceive them, not seriously. Mm. This is what happened with Samson. He didn't take the enemy's ability to deceive seriously and he took the grace of God for granted. Mm. Right? Did, now, I want to bring I'm something out. i not sure out. how I, verb, verb, like I worded it, but it was something like that. But yeah. I want to bring something out. You mentioned about five locks and it's uh, five representing grace. Now, this is before... They cut it off. Yeah. 
So there's a prophetic word of grace on his mm. life before even the issues and the circumstances and the events mm. take place. Already God is showing a sign of grace upon him. Already. Wow. Already. So prophetically he's, re- <laughs> prophetically he's receiving mm. uh, a proclamation of grace upon his life. So... God is declaring grace on him before he even starts to fall. Mm. Mm. Jesus. And and the point we made, um, Pastor, was even though he had broken all these, um, you know, parts of the covenant, God never left him Mm. until the last condition of the Nazarite was finally taken away through Delilah when she cut the locks of his hair. So now there was nothing connecting Samson to the Nazarite vow. Mm. So now the Lord left him. Wow. Okay, as long as he had something connected to the Nazarite, God was with him. Wow. But the truth of the matter is he should not have broken any one of those vows. Right. Not one. Mm. So I'll put this to our listening audience, right? Do Do you think the Lord... Right, prepared his mother and father, and then raised this son to be separate from the world, even separate from the nation. Yeah, Na- uh, Nazarite was not allowed to have regular sort of communion with any Israelite that was unclean, including mm. his father and mother. If they uh, if they became unclean by touching the dead body or whatever, then he would have to distance himself from them. Mm. Do you think the Lord? After preparing a man and a ministry in such intricate detail, <laughs> right? Yeah. Would only use that man when he starts to compromise his faith and go into the enemy's oh, camp. This is this is a misconception. I truly believe Samson didn't take the initiative oh, to destroy geez. the Philistines oh. after he had become you know, at the age of 30, the man, Mm -hmm. he should have went to the Lord, he should have uh, uh, sought the Lord on how to judge Israel Mm. according to his destiny. Wow. But Samson didn't do that. He was too busy catering to his flesh. There it is. Fearing missing out. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he grew up knowing that he wasn't to touch, wasn't to eat, wasn't to drink, wasn't to go. Now, when you're... When you're brought up in that kind of atmosphere where it's you can't, you can't, you can't, you always have on the back of your mind, I wonder what it's like to have like the A, grass. B, C, and D. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, it's always looking at why, the grass. Yeah, why did the Lord, or, or at least why did Samson not take his calling seriously? Yeah. He had such a preparation. His mum and dad prepared before he was born and then they raised him up in the fear mm. of the Lord the first sign that we know that Samson has a special anointing is when he kills a lion. Mm. Yeah, I think that this is a, a really good example. Very good. Ready? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> really, no, it's fine. Uh, a really good example of uh, a spirit of religion. Very, very Ooh. strong. Very strong here because... Oh. 
uh, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. And, of course, uh, that's a head thing. That's not a heart thing. So wow. it never goes to the spirit. And so it only reaches the head but never travels any further. And so when we think of that, we think, well, um, you know, he knew. Um, you know, and when we try to do something, you know, that we like from the Ten Commandments mm -hmm. that we're supposed to do, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. It's a head thing. It's not a heart thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and when you do that, you, you're walking in the spirit of religion and it's you're bound to fall. Mm. You're bound to fall through religion. You're bound to fall. And that's what happened to him. But I love the fact that already God was pronouncing upon him grace. Yeah. So God was faithful even when Samson wasn't faithful. Mm. And see, Pastor, even the scripture brings that out, um, which is very, 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 um, you know, eye-opening. And I think if we could learn, oh, my God, if we could get this, um, the scripture says here, but Samson said to his father, get her for me, right? And my phone just turned off. <laughs> but um, And then you said tonight, you know, that was a result of spoiled child syndrome, which we know, like, is one of the pitfalls. Yeah, he didn't say, Dad, do you mind talking to the yeah. woman's father and arranging something? No, he went, get her for me. Like, yeah. he commanded him. But then I want to ask the question, too. I mean, we know that Manoah was God-fearing, and, you know, his his wife saw you know, the revelation of why Samson was to be consecrated. But, I mean, where's his discernment in the son saying, get her for me, and so he does it? You know what I'm saying? I think mm. at that stage, That's a good question. they realised their son was anointed and that he had a supernatural gift. And, I mean, we could ask the same question. Why did Samuel's son not serve the Lord? Why did Moses' son not serve the Lord? Mm. These, were, these were the most powerful men in the Old Testament. And why did Sam, uh, Samuel um, turn a blind eye? But this is what I want to bring out. Because I think, and I'm going to say this as lightly as I can, I think when we have great people that have great callings of God on their lives, and, you know, we have these patriarchal, like, fathers of faith, um, it's very easy to apply, you know, a standard of holiness and consecration to someone that you don't know. But when it comes to your own family, the beginnings of, well, I don't know if Manoah was making excuses. I don't know. You know, what I'm saying is I think sometimes when it's so close to home, that vision can blur us seeing with discerning eyes. Like, mm. do you agree that maybe Manoah should have been like, hang on, what do yeah, you mean, get her for me? Yeah, yeah, that's where I'd like to come in and say... That's this is where, not keeping your vow. This is where, this is where Eli turned, it, turned his eyes yeah. where he shouldn't have had them. Mm. He, he turned his eyes away from it. He, he knew his sons were, uh, were sinning and yet he would not pull them out for it, you see. He would not deal with them for it. And so I, I agree with you. Where was his dad... Where was the family? If they knew what he was doing was wrong, they should have adjusted it. And this is what I want to go back to, the revelation when Manoah was visited by the angel. Nothing okay. bad there, but his response shows a condition of the heart because he says, 
you know, he runs away in fear and he says, like, we're going to die. We've seen the face of God. But yet yeah. his mother says no. Wow. If God wanted to kill us, he would have done it. He would have done it and mm. he wouldn't have given this revelation. So there was a very, even, I'm not saying a religious mindset, but there was a mindset of God that Manoah had that probably wasn't, you know, I'm not going to say the best, but I believe that that could have fueled Samson's rebellion because you said something and funnily enough in the production that we watched yeah. they emphasize this one of the lines of the script is every hebrew boy is always told thou shalt not thou shalt not thou shalt not mm. and so mm. you've got samson living in a culture of thou shalt not mm -hmm. and he's seeing the philistine culture of thou shalt whatever thou shalt thou shalt you know so you've got to ask yourself you know um those people that are close to him, um, were they giving him an image of a God that was relational? Mm. So, I, and I'm not saying it's not that Manoah wasn't, but I'm just, because I want to, but th then I want to go to this point, because in the scripture it says, but his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord that he was seeking an occasion to move against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. So we're talking about grace here. Yeah. God is behind the scenes the whole time. Mm -hmm. Can we get this? Using Samson's ungodly yes. desire yes. to fulfill his will to bring an attack against the Philistines. Uh, hang on, hang on. Oh. We have to be careful but, yeah, here. Bring clarity. Because God never wanted him to go and marry a Philistine woman. Right. That's clear. Yeah. yeah. It's not the permissive will of God. Yeah. Yeah. And so God obviously wouldn't take the choice away from Samson. Yep. If you want to sin, you know, the Lord isn't going to stop you. If you're foolish enough to decide I'm going to sin, well, God's not going to stop you and come down from heaven and go, no, I'm not going to let you take it. Yeah. Right? So that part we've got to make clear. This is why I brought up what I brought. God used Samson despite of Just, himself. That's yeah. the word. And despite that's, of that's himself. That's pathetic. Yeah. That means nowhere in his call and his election by That's God, right. he woke up in the morning and said, right, what do you need me to do to fulfill your will so we can destroy the enemy completely, Lord? Mm, See, different attitude with Joshua. Joshua went step by step following the Lord's commands. Mm. Yeah. See, Samson, like you said, mm. he saw the grass was greener on the other side That's and right. that started to make him compromise. Yeah. You know, well, do I have to refrain from drinking wine do i have yeah. to refrain from right. foreign it's women it's not hurting them but i want to yeah. interject i'm but not focusing on samson this is I, what i'm I, trying to bring yeah, out let me let me hang go on one there. second okay because the scripture says his father and mother <laughs> did not know That's that it was of the lord tag me please i want to come it in. didn't say samson did not know that. this is what i want to bring me. out tag tag i want to bring you out haven't tagged me yet oh okay. well. i want to bring out to do with the mother and the father. This is what I want to get into. And uh, let's uh, let's see where the influence was coming Come from. On. If the father had uh, um, a religious relationship with God, mm. then it would have been uh, transferred in the thinking process, in the attitude process Ooh. that Samson could play around with the anointing. Because religious spirits cause you to play around oh, the anointing. Oh my gosh. 
Ooh. And then this brings the question of why did the angel of the Lord get seen by the mother twice, but the father missed it and then had to go back? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I just think there's a deeper current there that is not explored. Because where did Samson's rebellion come, come from? from? I, th I think it came from child spoiled. Child spoiled syndrome. Spoiled child <laughs> syndrome because it it's happened with Jacob and Joseph. Yep. It's happened with Abraham and Isaac. It's happened with uh, Isaac and and Jacob. Excuse me for the noise. So Samuel and his sons, David and his sons. Okay, it's a pattern. Yeah, this is what I think happened, right? Just, but what's at the this. back of spoiled child syndrome? So what think on that. Okay. <laughs> He's thinking. I mean, it's their only son, so yeah. obviously they're going to pamper him a little bit, which is natural, right? It's their favoured son. But, uh, you know, when it says they didn't know that this was of the Lord, mm. remember this is probably Samuel writing yes, the book. after the fact. It's after the fact. Yeah. No one knew that God was going to use Samson's weaknesses until he was dead. Mm-hmm. And so now an observer who knows history can see, oh, well, God came in here and God stepped in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it wasn't that God um, wanted him to sin. Mm. But now that the story's over and, and it's, it's a historic account being written down mm. as yeah. history, the writer is able to see where God has interjected, just like in the book of Esther. But why I'm saying this before we, as we go into the break is Pastor Robin said tonight in our in our the end of the message, where's your discernment? Yep. And so my question to challenge is, if the angel of the Lord can come to you and reveal to you that your son is to be a Nazarite, That's to be consecrated, honor. and can give you that honor when your son is acting this way and you are just there, why aren't you asking some questions? Where's your discernment? Well, as a dad, and you will probably experience this as you continue to mature in mm -hmm. your fatherhood, you know, there are some things that you often do as a parent that you let fly. This is what I'm saying. You let fly, like he started to maybe act selfishly and mum and dad didn't pounce down on it yep. like they should have. But now he's like 30 plus. Yeah. He's a man now. It's not a matter of saying... No, you're not doing it. He's a man. He can do what he likes. Yeah, okay. It's actually that. just a courtesy that he's asking his father and mother to get involved in this thing. Because what happens, he goes to see Delilah later, later on. He doesn't even want to marry her. He just wants to have sexual relations with her. Mm. And <laughs> mum and dad were not involved at all. Mm, that's true. See what I'm saying? Yep. So I believe Manoah and his wife fell into some spoiled child syndrome. But it's a forgivable sin. Remember... The Lord himself appeared to both of them. Wow. Right? Okay. And, uh, and we're going to go to the break, but Manoah said to the Lord, tell me what your name is so that when your word comes to pass, yeah. I can honor you. Mm. Manoah feared the Lord. Mm. Yeah. And why did God pick Manoah and his wife? Yeah, that's true. And he gave him, and the Lord honored their sacrifice. He did, right? Yeah. And so when, when the angel went up in the fire and the smoke, Manoah realized, whoa, this is not just any angel. This is the angel of the Lord. In other words, a pre-incarnate Christ. And that's mm -hmm. why he, big fear fell on him. He said, I've seen God and I, I'm going to die now. And that's when his wife said very wisely, well, if you wanted to kill us, we'd be dead by now. Mm. Mm. Anyway, let's go into a break and then you know maybe Dr. Robin can bring us back to some kind of balance. Wow, you guys just went into a portal inside the portal. 
Yeah, we went to cool. a theological. Yeah, I see. But it's it's real, right? It. It's a real. But this is a good way to explore the scriptures. Like yeah. these are, you know, genuine questions to inquire to get you involved in the scriptures, and I love it. It's true. You got to like. You got to read in between the lines. Yeah. There's Thirty years of raising Samson, mm-hmm. right? And now he's a man, and we don't know what family life was like right. in the Manoah house. Mm. Right. They could have spoiled him rotten. This is true. And I think. To be honest, that's what probably happened. happened, right? Probably. But what were you gonna say, Pastor Tony, before we closed out? You were you were you about to say something? Did I interrupt you? A thought. It'll come back. It'll come back. <laughs> All right, guys. You guys, you know, chew on that. That's a lot to chew on in the sense of like. I know some, what it is. There we, it is. We're, we're gonna connect Samson with the spoiled church. Oh, oh Not leave them on the cliffhanger. All right, guys, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. We're going to do it this time. Definitely. We ain't going to waste no time. challenge the mind. You know, one of my prayers was that we would have the mind of Christ to understand. Mm. So this one tonight will definitely bring more understanding. Yeah. I think we're going to talk about Samson. Well, we are talking about Samson in a way that not many talking about. Because me and Pastor Tony were having a back and forth Mm. before. And thank you for bringing that clarity. But again, what I was asking and presenting to you, because you said spoiled child syndrome, right? But I believe... More than likely. Yeah, I believe that um, his parents, because we said in the sub portal, and this is what I was trying to get at. I believe that his parents looked at his vow and saw, okay, you know, this is a very hard, you know, burden to bear. So let's try and lighten the load a bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so when, I, he, when he goes and says, get that woman for me, even though they put up a bit of a protest in the beginning, they still did it. So again, why I'm getting at this is because Dr. Robin said – this is a time of consecration. Consecration, you know, um, to the Lord, away from everything else. But when people around you try to lighten the weight of consecration, it's not consecration. It's compromise. Yeah. And I think that that is very important because you said tonight we're born for such a time as this yeah. and a consecration of the heart. Yeah. But... Not an outward sign, yeah. but an inward sign. But as, but as we go back into the world and as we go <clears throat> back into our everyday lives, yeah, we have to fight for that reality. So I think let me come Please. in a little bit here and uh, go from the point that you said, Pastor, to do with sport sy- child syndrome. Uh, ch- sport child syndrome always starts. It doesn't start when the child is growing up further. It's actually there from the beginning. So Mm. you've got this baby and uh, it's the only child you're going to have and God's given it to you. And so you're going to treat it with cotton wool. Yeah. Well, at the time it was the only child, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. but let's talk about at that time. Later on in his life, we're not talking about that. We're talking about what the Lord was bringing out through this. Because the Word of God is a training manual. Mm. Mm. It's to train us what not to do and what to do. Yep. 
That's what the Word of God is all about. It's our manual. It's it's a, a manual for the believer, a training manual. And the manual says this is what to do and this is what not to do. Mm. So now we've got to learn what do we do and what do we not do, Mm. okay? And so we go back to uh, his wife, his mother. Mm. She's not had a child. God's promised her a child, okay? And this child is, she's going to wrap it up in cotton wool because it's a precious child. And that God requires Mm. covenant with Mm. this child, so what's going to happen is mom is going to think this is hard. This is a hard thing. Mm. And so a little thought of this is a hard thing for my son. Yeah, there you it know, is. It'll, it, it'll it, birth it. This is a hard thing for my son. And so if you start to entertain this is a hard thing for my for anything, you'll start to – to entertain more thoughts. Mm. And then you just finally build a thoughtress right around you, you know, and yeah. those cycles will come. And then eventually you lighten the load for them. Mm. And, uh, you know, things that maybe should have been done were not done. Yep. And the child was not impressed that this was a vow to God. Yeah, it was it was sacrifice, not it obedience. It was more than yeah. It yeah. was a vow to God. It wasn't like you need to do this because God said so. It was this is what God wants done. Yeah. But if you're entertaining and you're thinking about this is a hard thing that's mm. being asked, Jesus mm. then you will start to soften the hard thing a little bit. And if that child is brought up like that, then deep in their heart they start to build something, you know? Yeah, They build something. Wow. So you might want to hit that and and think about it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, but the beautiful thing is it doesn't matter Mm. what mum or dad did, even what Samson did in a way, because God already declared grace Mm. upon his life Mm. already, you see. So God was going to pour out grace, you know. He Mm. was going to pour out grace on Samson because he knew eventually he would have his heart. Yeah, wow. Mm. He knew that eventually he would have his heart. If he didn't have his heart in the beginning, he would have his heart in the end. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did have his heart in the end. But he knew that. Mm. See, the Lord knows. And we can say, well, that was his permissive will. No, no no such thing. God's only got one will. He hasn't got two. He's got one. And you're either in the center of it or mm-hmm. on the outskirts of it. Mm. Did you hear that? Guys? Yes. I sure did. You're either in the center. Of his will. The center of the God's outskirts. will or you, you're on spinning on the outside of it. Mm. And that's what happened with Sam- yeah. Samson. He was on the outskirts of it and then God brought him back into the center at the very end. And then we can go on to prophetically what, was declared 
in in the the action of what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, if I may, if it's okay, to kind of unpack the permissive will, um, because I remember asking this question um, in foundations, mm. um, and the question in foundations was: Is God aware? Like, is the disobedience part of the will? Like, okay, Never. we know God. <laughs> Yes. Now I know he's like, never. But can you just kind of, can we just kind of unravel the permissive will so we can really understand the amount of grace he had and and balance? And what I want to bring clarity to what I was trying to say before with the scripture about little did they know that, you know, God was using this. Yes. It's it's when the Lord took what the enemy had meant and he turned it for good. Right. You know, and so when, when you can surrender... And then you look back and you see a weakness that you had, but then, you know, you give that part of your weakness in the end to God, like Samson, he gave his heart. Then the writer, like Samuel, he can say, little did they know that all along God was using these situations that the enemy had meant for bad. Even Samson, through his own choice of sin and weakness, but yet, because of the end result of him surrendering, the Lord was always able to take what he had meant for bad and turn it for good. And, right. and she was talking, uh, Shania wanted to know a bit more about the... The permissive will, yeah. Yeah, the permissive will. If we dared to say that God has two wills, uh, we're splitting him down the middle. Right, right. A double-minded man... Is unstable in all his ways. If a, an un, if a, a man is unstable in all of <laughs> right. his ways, are we going to now say that God has right. two wills? Right. There's only one will. It's his perfect will. But you can live on the edge of it or you can live in the center of it. Mm-hmm. And I believe very strongly that um, Samuel was just hanging around the edge of it. You mean Samson? Samson. I mean, sorry, yep. sorry right. Samson. Samson, Samuel. Yeah. Um, they're all the There's names. names. <laughs> <laughs> Samson was hanging around the edge of it, mm. t- you know, like a spinning top, spinning yeah, around yeah, yeah. the edge of it. And uh, you said something tonight, Pastor, don't play on the edge of it, you could fall. Yeah, don't go to the edge of temptation. Yeah, and um, he was playing on the edge mm-hmm. of it, playing on the edge of it, and God says, uh, you know what? I'm bringing you back into the center of yeah. my will, not the edge of my will. Mm. Now, here's, here's what you will help to understand. One will, the center of God's will, same will, the edge of God's will. Mm. Yeah. One will, only one will. No permissive will. This is a teaching from man. This is not according to Scripture. Now, the other thing is to help you to understand uh, about did God allow this and Mm. all this. There's a, a better way of understanding this, and you can understand it about God using something as a garbage bin. Mm, and there was things inside of Samson that needed to go in the garbage bin. Going to trash. And so he used the devil to clean him up. 
in the sense of oh, put all the Jesus. garbage where it belonged in the garbage bin. Which brings me to what Pastor's saying. I believe people choose the permissive will of God because they don't want to go through a circumcision experience. That's exactly right. So they right. say, well, I don't need God's to change permiss- this in me. God's permitting it. Oh. But yet, if they don't allow God to clean it up in them, he ends up allowing the devil to clean it up in That's them. That's right. That's He'll just point. let it get into the garbage where it belongs. So let me, I'm going to reveal one of my old Lord secrets. Jesus. You ready? I'm about to tell myself. We're going ready? in. So you get this I'm now, don't you? I'm, uh, and this, I'm with before you. you tell your secrets, your privates and your secrets. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Not your privates. But Did you just I, say privates? <laughs> yes. Privates is in the army. Yeah. Our minds are in the heavenly places. <laughs> yes, we are. I just redeemed that one. Yeah, our minds are in you the heavenly places. You don't have to redeem it. They're private secrets, okay? Privates. That she's now choosing to bring to the surface. Yes, go ahead. Now, one thing I l- I've learned as a Christian mm-hmm. for a long time, mm-hmm. God has a way of, of using something mm. and he will use the enemy as a garbage man. My Lord. And that means he'll clean you up, you see, because garbage belongs in a garbage bin. Well, And so anything that's garbage, he's just going to put it in the garbage bin. That's right, yes. That, that's it. You've got to see that. You've got to yep. see it. And so it wasn't, well, God is going to use Samson now mm. to teach him a lesson. No, he was not. He was actually use, using the situation Ooh. to clean Samson up. Robasa. Reveal away. So See get what that? Now yes. you're going to give us a little See listen. See what happened was, <laughs> back in the day, back in the real days, oh, right? When decisions. This is BC. BC, before Christ. Okay. One of my excuses for my decisions, Okay. right? Once I was getting freer and freer, I started to fall into this. Uh, uh, excuse. Well, God has given me grace. Oh, haven't we all? God has given me grace to do this. But the underlining of that (laughs) was I was doing it to ease the load of what, you know, the severity of what I was putting myself through by making these decisions. So how do we find that measurement? It is a true statement that we should mm. give ourselves grace for the change that mm. is happening. And yes, God is giving us grace. Yep. But where where is that? Is there a barometer to know, you know, even from your, I mean, uh, uh, I say like from a pastoral perspective, if I was to come to you and tell you that, you would probably be able to discern I was pussyfooting around. Let's put it that way, right? <laughs> You'd be like, I've, been, um, I, I've been told don't use that space anymore. <laughs> no, no I had to use it the other week because it was it was appropriate. It's appropriate now, too. Yeah, playing with your footsies. Yes, <laughs> playing with the... <laughs> oh, my Lord Jesus. <laughs> what is that? He's saying it's right. okay. We have Play to keep it PG-13, <laughs> guys. It's not anything. Our minds are in the heavenlies. Well, we, I don't know. Is, We're past, yeah. past do you know what it means to play with your footsies? You just do a tap dance. Tap. So round yeah. and around you do it all and time. around. To all your toes. <laughs> oh my God. Right. What is Go back like to this. it today. See this? See this? Oh, oh wow. Visuals. Visuals. Oh, visuals. 
Okay. <laughs> so you're asking, <laughs> where's the balance? Yes, where's the balance? Where you're not playing, you don't get too much to a point where you start deflecting mm. what the Lord is trying to do by saying, oh, I got to give myself grace because I don't want to, I don't, it coming from that place, like you just said, you don't want to see it. You don't want to feel it. You don't want to go through the process. So it's always deferring to like, well, mm. okay, well, God gives me grace. So I don't have to look at this thing right now. Well, I don't, God mm. gives you grace for change. Thank you. Explain it. Go ahead. Well, tell the listeners. You see, you you get the grace of God, which you don't deserve. Yes. He gives it to you without you having to earn it. Mm. You get it. But he doesn't give it to you for you to play around with. Ooh, he right. gives it to you to change you. Mm-hmm. And the only way change comes is if you don't deny Ooh. what's going on. The moment you start to refuse to accept it, there's no change. Mm. So grace is being used for the purpose to empower you, mm-hmm. to cause you to overcome. And what was the other one? To Enable. Enable you. Thank you. Enable you. Enabling, empowering, and overcoming. one of the enabling is the one you would need in that situation to to be able to overcome what you were into or what you were doing. He gives you that grace. Mm -hmm. If you say, yes, I need it, I am not going to deny what's going on in my life, Mm. but I need an enabling grace Mm. to get me through this, then he'll give it to you. And to go into the weight bearing, what we were saying in the sub-portal, there is a weight. Consecration bears a weight. And it's of God that you feel that weight. The only person that had someone assist him to carry his cross was Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah. Because he had no sin. That's right. So when Paul tells us, take up your cross daily, sorry, we don't get a Joseph of Arimathea. We have the Holy Spirit within us who bears the weight as he carries it through us. But there's a weight because separation and consecration it has to have that weight to be consecration. Mm. Otherwise, it's compromise. And, and with, uh, if we want to go back to um, Esther, yep. uh, no one carried her cross. No. <laughs> uh, Mordecai set her up, mm. but she had to go in there. He didn't go and assist her or oh, accompany Jesus. her. He, she had to make the journey herself. Yep. Mm. You see? Mm-hmm. And that's what sets you apart. You make that journey mm-hmm. for consecration. And it's funny because pastors taught in communion with God, God gives you grace for change. Yeah. When you don't take the time in grace to change, then he gives you law. Ooh. It's, it's the way. So the law. Mm-hmm. The law will be, the, the, the word of God says the law becomes the instructional instructor to bring you back into the will of God. So that, yeah. so you don't respond to the spirit. So therefore, he uses the law to be your instructor. And he will not only use the, the law, he will allow the devil Ooh. to use the law Ooh. to clean you up. He will cause you to see the devil's going to be your garbage man and you better clean up fast. My Lord. Wow. Wow. Yes, that that I hope 
listeners. Did that, that answer could. your question? Listen, yes, it did. Uh-huh. And listeners, okay. don't judge me, okay? Because I have overcame <laughs> my. Yes, you uh, have. I, I overcame that thing completely, and he's still enabling me to. Amen. Yes, amen. 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 I'm not making any more excuses. And so, when we come back to this, um, you know, you were talking about. We talked about the spoiled child syndrome and the holding the baby like with cotton wool, you know, like this is my precious little child and everything and every time something uh, happened, it's like the child sneezes and we run and uh, with the tissue because, uh, you know, this is your promise. This is your promise. Mm. And you cheat, you just hold it in cotton wool you know, and uh, you help to walk it along, and you shouldn't be walking it along. Ugh. You should let the Lord walk mm. you along. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because if your destiny's up there, Uh-oh. you need to get there. So He'll walk you along. It's a bit like uh, coming up the mountain yep. when um, Abraham. Abraham and Isaac, when Abraham got to the place where he had to sacrifice his son and uh, and it looked like there was no sacrifice whatsoever so it had to be his son there was nothing else to sacrifice but little did he know there was a ram that was coming up the other side That's of it. the mountain That's to it. meet him and yeah. be the sacrifice for the destiny mm. that he was going to go into. Mm. And so, and and by the way, rams don't live nope. on mountains. They live down in valleys. Oh, get into these details. That's true. So they God had to change live. the scientific nature because rams can't That's right. can't breathe in mountain air. The they, altitude, yeah. the oxygen is too dense, That's right? That's right. So they live down in valleys. And so, so the only thing that lives up there are mountain goats. Yes. And so, we don't want a goat being sacrificed. Oh, Jesus. No bafflements in Jesus' name. But listen, the key here is the day that Abraham would have started his journey towards um, I believe uh, Mount Hebron, right? No, or Mount Moriah, sorry, Mount Moriah. That day, the Lord would have commissioned a ram to walk up the other side. So your destiny is on the journey with you. It's not waiting at the end. It's on the journey with you. So he went up. You have to get that. He went up the journey. Here we go. I started it. Let me finish it. He went on the journey Ooh. up the, this side of the mountain, Shania, and the ram was meeting him on the other side. One step, mm. one step, Jesus. one step, one step. So it wasn't like he went up there and waited for his destiny. Mm. His destiny mm. actually came up and met him. Oh, my gosh. 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 We're going to take a short break because, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You're touching something. You're touching. So we're going to switch some gears and come back into that because, wow. That's wow. all I have to say. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Well, everybody, that was definitely a flesh burner. And because of so much power that was in that portal, we're going to give you a second to take it in, to re-listen, to let it marinate. 
So we've added a special bonus second part of this portal on in the next episode. So make sure you listen, make sure you go back and listen over to this one. And then don't forget to listen to the next part so that you can finalize what God has been teaching us and exercising our authority. Hi Church, Pastor Nathan here. I would like to officially invite you to SRA Exposing the Lie. And what I'm about to talk about is very sensitive but needs to be addressed. Satanic ritual abuse, otherwise known as SRA, is not the most popular topic to talk about at church, but that is exactly why we need to talk about it. SRA is part of the devil's end time plan to wound generations of people and gain control of their minds. Many believers have probably thought to themselves, is this stuff for real? Does this type of abuse really happen? Or is this all just a conspiracy? Well, the answer is yes, this is very real. There are many people who have been hurt and affected by this kind of sacrificial abuse, and they are living among us today. But it's all kept in the dark. To quote from the Satanic Code itself, the guarantee of our tomorrow is convincing the world that we do not exist. Wow. Church, we have to wake up and take responsibility and authority. For far too long we have turned a blind eye to the darkness and said, it's too much to handle. But God is asking us to respond like Isaiah and say, send me Lord, I'll go. This conference is an educational and equipping tool with an aim to arm the body of Christ and make her aware of the enemy's devices in this time and hour. Furthermore, we are now facing the fact that Satan doesn't want to hide in the dark anymore. He wants to be accepted as light and he wants to change the narrative of what truth really is. In this powerful three-day conference, we are going to expose the lie and the work of the enemy through satanic ritual abuse. Particularly, we are going to uncover the role that the church has played in turning a blind eye for so many years, as well as actively being involved in these activities through secret societies and groups. We will hear testimonies of survivors, both believers and non-believers alike, who have been born or brought into covens through generations and have made it out and are now sharing their stories. We will hear from experts and speakers that have spent over 20 years working with victims of SRA and investigating perpetrators and the people involved. We will also discuss the ultimate agenda of SRA and what its purpose is in being set up for the end times. Finally, we are going to discuss what healing for these victims looks like through freedom, healing and wholeness. How we can partner with them to see them totally set free and have all of their soul and mind restored to them. Dr. Robin is going to lead us through what our mandate as the church is to help those coming out of SRA and to reveal the Lord Jesus Christ to them, not as an imposter, but as their comforter, healer and saviour. This is not a conference for the faint of heart, but we encourage you to take up the call and let God use you and equip you to be a light in the darkness. The conference takes place Friday, October 2nd at 7.30pm and runs all the way through to Sunday, October 4th at 3.30pm. More information and all the details can be found at talk.org. This is totally free admission and so therefore we encourage you to take and invite as many people as you can so that we can make the body of Christ aware and armed. You can register at talk.org via the Talk app or if you're not able to attend in person, Watch it live via talktv.org. 
Let's open our eyes and stand in truth and the fear of the Lord so that when He asks us on that day, what did you do? We can confidently say we were a part of the solution and not the problem. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Portals Podcast. We hope you were encouraged, uplifted, and challenged to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. To get the latest episode, don't forget to subscribe to The Portals Podcast either via iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or your talk app. Why don't you go ahead and share this with someone that you know needs to hear these life-changing truths that were revealed today. Or you can even tell us how it affected you by leaving us a comment or a review. We look forward to being with you again shortly. Until next time, God bless.